This is episode number 163, and today we are continuing with part two of our mini-series on how to make a disciple. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher. Each week, we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical Christian training. So if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode yet, please pause this episode, go back and listen to that one first. Every single one of these episodes this week will build on the previous one. So, you know, do yourself a favor and listen to them in the right order. I think it just is just going to help you a lot. All right. So now that you have gone back and listened to that episode, if you haven't already, welcome back. Uh, and you've, you're probably wondering, you know, once you've made a personal connection, what do you do next? Once you've gotten them to agree to, you know, get sitting down to study the Bible, well, it's time to start sharing the gospel. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is, where do you start? And I think a really important passage that can help us uh, shape our perspective and give us a good lens to look at this through is a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where Paul is talking to the church in Corinth. And he says this in the second half of verse 1. He says, When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to do nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. And so, the reason that this passage is important as we start diving into how to study the Bible with someone is it's important to remember the person you are helping will not become a disciple because you are persuasive or ask the perfect questions at the perfect moments. It will be because they respond to Jesus. All right? So, Go ahead and take that pressure off of yourself to execute the perfect Bible study plan. That's not why people become Christians. People become Christians because they're responding to Jesus. And if you can focus on Jesus Christ and him crucified the way that Paul did, you will be just fine. So, but before we even start talking about Jesus, there's one thing you have to establish first. And it's this, if they don't believe that the Bible is the word of God, that's where you have to start. Because everything that you talk about with this person, everything you teach them about Jesus, about God, about what it means to please God with their lives, is going to be based in the Bible. And so if they don't have a conviction that the Bible is from God, that it's trustworthy, that they can read it and apply it and know that it's what God wants them to do, then everything else is kind of, you know, not going to be effective. And so what I do to help someone over that hurdle if they are really wrestling with trusting the Bible, is I don't go and I and explain, you know, where the Bible came from and why it's, you know, scientifically or, you know, accurate and why scholars agree that it's accurate to what was written thousands of years ago. Like, I don't go into any of that, all right? What I do is I focus on one passage in John chapter 8, which I like to call Jesus's money-back guarantee. And so, in John chapter 8, verse 31, it says this, To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so, 
this money back guarantee, you're essentially saying, look, if you have doubts about the Bible, that's totally fine. What Jesus says here is if you put into practice what he tells you to do, the fruit will be obvious. It will be completely evident and obvious that it's from God. And if you put it into practice, if you hold to his teachings and you discover that you know there's, there's, it doesn't really hold the weight that you expected it to, it's not the truth, it's not the word of God, then you can move on. And I put all of my eggs in this basket. I go all in on this bet, right? Because Jesus does. You know, so what I say is, listen, you don't have to believe right now and, and have a strong conviction that this is from God. All I'm asking you to do is to implement what you read in the Bible and see what happens in your life. If you start to notice that this is having the impact that it promises and that your life is getting significantly better and that your faith is growing day by day, that is evidence in and of itself. And so I put all my eggs in this basket and this will work for most people. There are going to be some, some skeptics. There are going to be some more intellectual thinkers that are like, no, no, I really need to understand the backstory of the Bible before I can even take it seriously. But for most people, this is enough to get started. All right. That just as we're reading through this, you don't have to believe it hundred percent right now, but just try it out and see what happens. And then you share your story about how the Bible has impacted you and you become a witness to the power of the Bible. All right. So once you have established that and they're on board with, at the very least, trying out what the Bible says, you have to teach them about Jesus. That's it. <laughs> sorry. Uh, if you were looking for a more introspective answer, well, that's, sorry, that's, that's the whole thing. You got to teach them about Jesus. And it's because Jesus is everything, right? There are so many different things that we can talk about as far as what your life needs to look like and about sin and about you know, the Old Testament and, and, you know, the prophecies and fulfillments and things like that, you know, those are all important. But when you're trying to help someone follow Jesus, you have to focus on Jesus. And in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, I love this passage and I want to share it with you because I think it's, it's helpful. It's helpful for us in what we're encouraging someone to do. And the writer says this, he says, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so what you're trying to do is help this person fix their eyes on Jesus. And as they pursue Jesus, as they read about Jesus and apply the things that Jesus teaches them and sees what happens in their lives, that is going to win them over. That is what's going to persuade them to follow Jesus 100% and become his disciple. It's not going to be about how you perfectly word these questions and, you know, uh, argue your way towards them getting, you know, into the waters of baptism. That's not how you're going to win them over. It's by focusing on Jesus and teaching them about Jesus. And a really easy way to do that is just to walk through the book of John. The book of John does a really great job of laying out the case for Jesus is the Son of God, and really looks more at what Jesus taught, whereas the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are great. They focus more on what Jesus did. And so for, you know, I've, I've found in, picking, in, in choosing which gospel is most appropriate, John to be the best for new believers coming in. And specifically hone in on every single time that Jesus describes himself, where he says, 
I am the bread of life. I am the truth. I am the light. I am the good shepherd. You know, those things that Jesus says about himself are windows into what it means to follow Jesus. And so those are some good things to pick up as you study out the book of John with this person. And ultimately, uh, as you're teaching someone about Jesus, there's a couple things they need to understand, a couple things that you're trying to impress on them. Number one, Jesus is the Son of God. If you can get them to accept that Jesus is the Son of God, you are already 90% of the way towards helping them become a disciple, right? Because if you accept that Jesus is the Son of God, then the next question is, what does that mean for me, right? Uh, Number two, they need to understand that Jesus died for their sins. So don't shy away from talking about the cross, even though it's really painful and really sad. Like that is so important for someone to understand that Jesus died for my sins. I am responsible for putting him on the cross. Um, You know, so they need to understand that. And then they also need to understand that Jesus was raised from the dead because without the resurrection, we have no hope. Jesus, if you didn't raise from the dead, death and the consequences of sin has not been conquered yet. And so they need to understand those three things. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus died for their sins and Jesus was raised from the dead. Well, that's it for today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like this one. Check out the podcast Patreon page over at patreon.com forward slash practical Christian podcast for exclusive perks and bonus content. And if this episode helps you in some way, please pass it along to one person who would benefit from it. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.